welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for yourselves and everyone else all over the world. And with all the knowledge that we have of our mighty I Am Presence and the command to love from Jesus and all the Ascended Ones, many people dare to ignore that same spirit of the living God within themselves, choosing not to be loved to one another, choosing hate over those higher qualities. Therefore, many people are making the choice, knowingly or unknowingly, to remain in a lower vibratory state of being. And we need only to look at the state of the world today to see where that leads. But for any of us to choose not to be the love from which we were created, the love that we are commanded, choose not to renew our minds and expand our individual consciousness, is pretty much saying, no, not only to the salvation of our individual souls, but saying no to the salvation of all humanity on this earth. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. Salvation and Grace As the fall of man was brought about through his own act, so the rise of man will be accomplished through his own act. God already is. Salvation is not a thing but a way, the way of salvation is through the realization of man's unity with the whole. Grace is the givingness of the Spirit to its creation and is not a special law, but is a specialized one. In other words, grace is, but we need to recognize it. It is not something that God imposed upon us, but is the logical result of the correct acceptance of life and of a correct relationship to the Spirit. We are saved by grace to the extent that we believe in, accept and seek to embody, the law of good, for the law of good is ever a law of liberty and never one of limitation. Limitation is not a thing, but is a belief. Freedom is a divine reality, while limitation is an illusion, a false belief. Salvation is an act of man and not an act of God. Man damned himself and man must save himself, if he ever is saved. He will save himself to the exact degree that he stops damning himself. He will live in heaven when he stops living in hell. He will be healed when he stops being sick. He will become rich just as soon as he stops being poor. He will become as God when he stops masquerading as the devil. He will be happy when he stops being miserable. He will be at peace when he stops becoming confused. He will be filled with joy when he stops thinking sadness. He will live when he stops dying. He will be perfect when he stops looking upon imperfection, and he will be saved when he stops damning himself. He will be one when he stops being two. Man. 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 The great thou, I, and the great I, thou. 
The Science of Mind by Ernest Shirtliff Holmes, 1926. Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2. Observe well, exclaims De Musos, that there are demons which sometimes will speak the truth. The exorcist, he adds, quoting the ritual, must command the demon to tell him whether he is detained in the body of the demoniac through some magic art or by signs or any objects which usually serve for this evil practice. In case the exorcised person has swallowed the latter, he must vomit them back, and if they are not in his body, the demon must indicate the proper place where they are to be found, and having found them they must be burned. Thus, some demons reveal the existence of the bewitchment, tell who its author is, and indicate the means to destroy the malefice. But beware to ever resort, in such a case, to magicians, sorcerers, or mediums. You must call to help you but the minister of your church. The church believes in magic, as you well see, he adds, since she expresses it so formally. And those who disbelieve in magic, can they still hope to share the faith of their own church? And who can teach them better? To whom did Christ say, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world? Are we to believe that he said this but to those who were these black or scarlet liveries of Rome? Must we then credit the story that this power was given by Christ to Simon Stylites, the saint who sanctified himself by perching on a pillar, Stylos, sixty feet high, for thirty-six years of his life, without ever descending from it, in order that, among other miracles stated in the golden legend, he might cure a dragon or a sore eye? Near Simon's pillar was the dwelling of a dragon, so very venomous that the stench was spread for mile round his cave. This Ophidian hermit met with an accident, he got a thorn in his eye, and becoming blind, crept to the saint's pillar, and pressed his eye against it for three days, without touching anyone. Then the blessed saint, from his aerial seat, three feet in diameter, ordered earth and water to be placed on the dragon's eye, out of which suddenly emerged a thorn, or stake, a cubit in length. When the people saw the miracle they glorified the Creator. As to the grateful dragon, he arose and, having adored God for two hours, returned to his cave, a half-converted Ophidian, we must suppose. H.P. Blavatsky What are we to think of that other narrative, to disbelieve in which, is to risk one's salvation, as we were informed by a Pope's missionary of the Order of the Franciscans? When St. Francis preached a sermon in the wilderness, the birds assembled from the four cardinal points of the world. They warbled and applauded at every sentence, they sang a holy mass in chorus, finally, they dispersed to carry the glad tidings all over the universe. A grasshopper, profiting by the absence of the Holy Virgin, who generally kept company with the saint, remained perched on the head of the Blessed One for a whole week. Attacked by a ferocious wolf, the saint, who had no other weapon but the sign of the cross which he made upon himself, instead of running away from his rabid assailant, began arguing with the beast. Having imparted to him the benefit to be derived from the holy religion, Saint Francis never ceased talking until the wolf became as meek as a lamb, and even shed tears of repentance over his past sins. Finally, he stretched his paws in the hands of the saint, followed him like a dog through all the towns in which he preached, and became half a Christian. Wonders of Zoology A horse turned sorcerer, a wolf and a dragon turned Christians. D. 
These two anecdotes, chosen at random from among hundreds, if rivaled are not surpassed by the wildest romances of the pagan thaumaturgists, magicians, and spiritualists. And yet, when Pythagoras is said to have subdued animals, even wild beasts merely through a powerful mesmeric influence, he is pronounced by one half of the Catholics a barefaced imposter, and by the rest a sorcerer, who worked magic in confederacy with the devil. Neither the she-bear, nor the eagle, nor yet the bull that Pythagoras is said to have persuaded to give up eating beings, were alleged to have answered with human voices, while St. Benedict's black raven, whom he called brother, argues with him, and croaks his answers like a born casuist. When the saint offers him one half of a poisoned loaf, the raven grows indignant and reproaches him in Latin, as though he had just graduated at the propaganda. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 Each one of the Ascended Masters, over the many years past and in every dication, we have given again and again and again, the reminder to the intellect, to the feeling, of the magnitude of the power of this fire, this sacred fire love, the heart flame from the great central sun. You have been reminded of the fire breath of the Almighty. That is the power of this sacred fire love that is in the very atmosphere of earth. And that atmosphere you must have if you are going to live. So, if perfection is going to live in you, if perfection is going to be in the world around you, then that heart flame of sacred fire love from the angels of the sacred fire, as well as the ascended host, many of whom are those angels, that must live in you. The sacred fire of the angels of sacred fire love must come into you. And as it enters into you and makes you feel its peace, its purity, its love, and its almighty power, that which has been an obstruction to the perfection you desire, you will find has been dissolved and consumed. The fulfillment of the divine plan begins to manifest in the physical world around you, because the life of the angels of sacred fire love has come to earth to produce it. Once you understand how great is this power, you will come and dwell in the powerhouse of life, the powerhouse of your beloved I Am Presence, the powerhouse of the Ascended Master's great temples of the sacred fire, all of which are the concentration of the sacred fire love from the great central sun. That love contains every quality, every power to produce perfect manifestation, make it immortal, compel its expansion, protect it without limit, and send forth its beauty, its blessing, its power, and its perfection, its happiness and peace for eternity, to every particle of life. To become that and use that power in this world while you are yet unascended is that which we are trying to bring to the I am student body for use now, because your nation needs it. Applause. Thank you so much precious ones. Won't you be seated, please and just remain so. Beloved Mary. When you think of the consuming of conditions that mankind has generated that are of impurity and discord, as you ask always for the consuming of the condition, fail not to ask the cosmic law of sacred fire love to take the cause of those conditions out of the universe, that they may never again touch any part of life. The great ones down through the ages, the angels of healing, the angels of purity, the angels of love and protection, have consumed and consumed and consumed mankind's human creation. Now those of you who understand this law, by conscious command have full authority to demand the removal from the earth at this time of the cause of everything that produces human creation. Your call will enable the cosmic law to act more quickly because you, as part of unascended mankind, 
are the authority to demand the removal of everything that is not the fulfillment of the great divine plan of the perfection for this world. And as you call for this in the outer world conditions, you yourselves must automatically become the fulfillment of that divine plan. Wherever you abide, this sacred fire love and the angels who pour it forth to this world will be with you, will be the power you may use, will be the guardians of that which you are responsible for controlling. They will be your daily companions if you so desire. Applause. Thank you so much. When you realize how much the great love of the universe has given into manifestation, when you realize what courage there is within life, when you realize what perfection there is that you may bring into existence in this world, you will understand that to consciously call forth, feel, command, use, direct, and expand into everybody and everything you contact the great central sun's ascended master heart flame of sacred fire love, and call the angels of sacred fire love to hold control and victory in everything you call forth in the physical octave, you will find all the blessings you desire sustained. The divine plan fulfilled will automatically begin to be built into this world that makes it one day the perfection of the ascended master's octave. It doesn't make any difference, dear ones of the light, it doesn't make any difference what has to be corrected in this world. The only one, eternal, all masterful presence that is forever expanding perfection, it must be recognized and used and loved and called into this world, and it is forever the sacred fire love, which is the victory of the ascended master consciousness. Beloved Mary, 